Good afternoon and welcome to the manual. Hopefully you had a fantastic week and looking forward to a, a great weekend ahead. This week, um, I want to kind of um, wrap the week up um, with um, some content about what's going on in um, society as a whole uh, during this pandemic. One of the things that is kind of evident and clear is that there is a have and have not scenario in America. And again, these are my views, not the views of, of, of anyone in particular, but the way I kind of see things um, with how um, economics kind of play a, a pivotal role. But again, I can understand where we are thinking about um, getting back to a normalcy of paying our, paying our bills, um, getting back into society uh, for, for that part. It, it kind of struck me as, as um, a surprise that in Michigan, that we had militia groups, um, and again, this doesn't represent the entire state of Michigan um, people, but we have groups that are that storm the Capitol, and it's a weird law that you can actually storm a Capitol building with uh, weapons. Um, kind of disturbing, but it's a reality that we live in. But it's uh, everyone has the right to protest. Everyone has the right to to set up whatever they need to set up for um, gaining their independence and being recognized and having a voice. That's kind of what America is about, isn't it? But I want to kind of say when it comes to protests, society has a very slanted view on how protests and protesting is 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 carried out. Um, not to beat a dead horse, but I want to bring back up the ca- the curious case of Colin Kaepernick. Um, we have a athlete making millions of dollars that decided to take a stand in his community um, to represent and to acknowledge um, some social injustices that he was witnessing and wanted to kind of address on his own platform. Um, This man was vilified for that. He was treated as if he was the worst human being ever. And this was a peaceful protest. He took a knee in solidarity with the victims of um, police brutality and also some other social um, injustices that are happening in America to certain people. But here we are um, with certain groups able to kind of do whatever. And it, it is disturbing that we are living in a society still that the disguise of freedom is something from a perspective when we are given rights um, by our government or the government we give rights to, um, depending on how you want to look at that, um, we, we have certain freedoms that we want to express and we want to um, hold dear and, and kind of cultivate. And the way you do that is kind of up to you. And most logically to do that is to protest peacefully. You know, of the 1960s, which I wasn't around for that, um, but, but from what I've saw from archives and things of that nature, we see people that were protesting for just rights. And we have now, today, um, the protest is to reopen the state. And in that regard, it's not being peacefully done. It's, it's a show of force that the government is tyrannical, that we want to open the economy by any means. This sends a really bad um, message to society as a whole. And 
I don't think a lot of people even care about that. The fact that we are facing a a um, epic economical crisis in this country, and, you know, no one's going to argue that. But at what but but at what peril? We have lost sixty thousand plus lives to this pandemic, and we don't know where the number is going to top out at. But again, we feel that we need to rush back into whatever we need to do because it's not our social norm. And we have to think about the victims that are still out there that have not caught COVID yet, that will not survive COVID if um, the, the, the right situation happens or actually the wrong situation happens for that person. Everyone's experiencing this virus in a different way from what I understand, watching different news footages, talking to, to COVID survivors that I personally know, everyone has a different experience with this virus. And it kind of depends on, I guess, who you are as far as your health uh, and all that kind of stuff goes. But at the end of the day, it seems like the fact that it's only affecting a certain type of population, that it doesn't matter. It's not affecting me. It's affecting those kind of people. So I'm going to get back to work. And I'm going to go back and do what I'm supposed to do. And that's kind of wrong. I would love to hear um, a good argument on why social distancing is not working. Because it is working. The argument is, oh, there's numbers still rising on the other side. We have so many deaths are still occurring. Obviously, it's because the testing is not up to snuff. And with that being said, we need to be assured that there's something put in place, a protocol, a procedure um, to, to assure us that we can enter society safely again. We take a lot of things for granted. And this time home and this, and this pandemic has made me realize cer- certain things that I, I, I took for granted. You know, the ability to just go somewhere and do whatever I want to do because I live in America. Not to say that other countries aren't free or there's, there's restrictions on social activity and things of that nature. But pretty much here, it's a Friday. Normally, I would be getting off work and either catching a movie, going to dinner, hanging out with some friends, or probably just coming home and playing some video games. But I have that choice to actually do that. And we are facing situations where people are, are acting out. I posted a picture on my Instagram today of, of armed three armed guys um, draped in the American flag, and it was, it was terrifying to see that that the country that I live in has people that are thinking that they have to take back their rights by force. Not said that our rights were taken from us by force. We were told, we were given an order. And I guess the word order is probably what didn't sit well with a lot of people. Stay at home order, uh, get in line, you know, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it was because we didn't know what we were facing. We didn't know what we were up against. We actually still don't know all these, all, all these weeks later what really is going on because the information is so fragmented and, and so peace rated. We have no idea what's really going on. I don't know who to believe at this point. You know, I, I, I really don't know who to believe. And the thing with this is that not everyone thinks the same, obviously, because everyone faces a different economical beast in their household, whether they can't pay their mortgage, their car note, put food on the table. I get it. Do what you need to do. But you got to think about other people 
um, that this may affect or it may affect you down the line at some point. You know, I um, I wasn't born here. I was born in another country. I came here when I was about six, seven years old. And one of the things that I love about America is that um, given the guise of the free speech being not free speech, we are kind of given certain abilities and certain freedoms that other places don't have. But with that, it, it's, it becomes responsible to act responsibly when fighting for those rights. No one came in and took your took your freedom from you. That was actually taken, you know, out of context. You know, it was a stay-at-home order. It was it was to let's flatten the curve, as they like to say, with this pandemic. And seven weeks um, obviously shows you, from an uh, economical standpoint, that a lot of people in America aren't prepared for something like this. You know, as far as financially, I get it. Schools are closed. The kids are in, you know, both parents are home. I get it. These things, you know, this happened. And as we return to normalcy, we have to take the time that we had and and learn from being in. You know, I know for a fact that I'm going to be a little bit more vigilant on what's going on around me from a um, germ standpoint. You know, I want to be able to be carefree again. I don't know how long that's going to take for, for for that to happen. But I also think about the people that were lost. Every one of those numbers on that TV screen that you see when that death toll rises is a person. It's someone who, like you and I, on New Year's Eve, had a whole lot of plans about what we're going to do this year. You know, what we're going to do the first quarter this year has been disrupted. We still have uh, the summer and the winter coming. Um, there is chatter about this thing might um, resurface again at, at a at an alarming rate. But that's only if we don't do what we're supposed to do. It, it just was really shocking to see that scene in that capital in Michigan today. People screaming and weapons over their shoulder. Was that even necessary? I get it, but I don't get it. I'd love to know what your thoughts are. Thank you for choosing the manual.